Oh, yeah, you are in the right place. I thought I'd get that in your ear before I said anything else. You are in the right place. This is the Harland Highway Podcast. Um, And I'm Harlan Williams. I am the one that's going to be talking and bringing it to you and laying it down, baby. So uh, get ready for a grand old Opry of a time. Um, I got a great police story for you today. Yeah, yours truly got into a little run-in with the police and had to go into the station. And, uh, you know, well, I'll tell the story as we get uh, moving along here on the podcast. Um, it's that second Friday, so I got a visit with Dr. Ascot. God, nothing more annoying. Um, do you have twitchy leg syndrome? Yeah. I don't know if it's a hoax or if it's real, but we're going to talk about it. And, uh, I know you're listening, but what color is your skin? Do you think it matters to me what color your skin is? I don't know. If you want to find out. If skin color matters to me, keep listening because we're going to talk about it. And also, we're going to be talking about a building miracle. Yes, a building was erected, and it is a true miracle. Just as is this podcast, the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Hey, this is Harland Williams here, riding along with you on this pleasant day. Pills, huh? Saw a commercial the other night. They have pills for a thing called restless leg syndrome. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but what is that? Restless legs. They have a, a picture of a lady sitting on her her easy chair watching TV, and her legs are like twitching. Oh man, what's next? A pill for uh, I'm breathing too much. I'd like to. Maybe take four less breaths an hour. Or, uh, my hand moved. Can I get a pill for that? I think I saw my hand move. I walked up some stairs today. Do you have any uh, anti-walking-up-the-stairs pills for me, please? Itchy-twitchy leg syndrome. Huh. If your legs are going nuts 24 hours a day, have them so that they become detachable. Get surgery so you can take them off at night. Put them out in the garage and crush grapes. Start a vineyard, man. Twitchy leg wineries. Unscrew your legs at night. Put them in the garage and jump up and down in an old barrel full of grapes. Put your itchy, twitchy legs to work. Oh, what a world. It's true. What a world. Uh, You want to hear a kooky story? This one threw me for a bit of a loop. Check it out. The other day, uh, I had to go down to the police station, right? Um, Yeah, yours truly got pulled over. Check it out. In Beverly Hills, I got pulled over. (laughs) My, uh, one of my lights was out in the back of my truck. Okay? Wow. 
cops in Beverly Hills pulled me over for a light. Well, all right, let's be honest. They pulled me over because they thought they saw me talking on my cell phone while I was driving. Um, Was I? I don't know. Was I? I don't know. I'm not the type of guy that would do that, am I? So when they pulled me over, they're like, okay, sir, two things. Uh, your brake light's out. Your tail light's out. And I'm like, okay. And we saw you talking on your phone. And I was like, no, I wasn't talking on my phone. I uh, picked it up to dial and press uh, speakerphone. So I could talk on my phone. You're allowed to talk as long as you're not holding it in your hands. You're allowed to talk on speakerphone, I think. And uh, so he goes, okay, we're going to give you a warning. We're going to give you a warning for the old, uh, you know, the old uh, phone thing. But uh, your light's out. You got to get a fix-it ticket. Go get it fixed. Fix it. Fix it, biatch. Um... So I was like, all right, a taillight, fine. Um, and uh, I start to uh, I think I'm going to do this myself. How hard is it to do a taillight? So, of course, I start into it. I get my taillight uh, half off, and uh, I realize I can't get it all the way off because there's some screws on the inner panel at the back of my truck. And I'm like, oh, God. So here's what I did. I went on YouTube. I typed in. Removing taillight from back of dot, dot, dot style of truck. Boom, there it is. Some guys, and here's how you take out the bolts and take this out and blah, blah, blah. It's so funny. Everything's there. So I just went. I bought the light bulb. I got the little, you need a special screwdriver with a a really kind of unique head on it. And I, I did the deed. Now, here's where the story gets funky. And then I had to go down to the police station and uh, prove to them that I did it so they could clear the ticket, right? So here's what happened. I go in, I'm standing at the counter, and, uh, you know, this elderly uh, police person was there, and I told him what happened. He's okay, let me go back in the back room and sign this off, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm standing there, and this other young gentleman comes in, probably, you know, around 35, 40 maybe, and uh, there's another attendant standing there. And um, he goes, yes, uh, I need to speak to a homicide detective. And that caught my interest. I was like, oh, what the hell is this? And uh, the older person, I guess these are volunteers or something, or even if they're not, they kind of have older people at the reception gate, you know, taking people's uh, queries. And she goes, oh, why do you need to do that? And he goes, well, I have information about a murder. She's like, okay. And he goes, well, actually, two murders, actually. As soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, God, what's this guy's world? You know, some guy just walks in and says, "I, I, I need to talk to a detective about two murders. So uh, so the, the elderly lady pulls out a slip of paper. Well, can you just write down the, the, the details and we'll get it back there? And he's like, look, ma'am, the, the, this is a long, complicated story. I, I think I might have, you know, in, uh, crucial information, important information on a double murder here. Two people have been killed. I I think I can blow the lid off the case or whatever. And she's like, oh, all right, let me see if I can find someone. 
And uh, and so she goes in the back room, and I'm just like, uh, you know, I start talking to the guy. I'm like, dude, wow, t- two murders? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm shaking, I'm trembling. And I go, wow, I'm here for like a traffic light. My, my taillight's out. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, these cops, man. It's like I went down to the, the station in Long Beach, and uh, they sent me up to Santa Monica. And from Santa Monica, they sent me up here. And, uh, you know, they're telling me to fill out a report or make a phone call. And it's like I can't, I can't talk to anyone. They won't, they won't sit down with me. And uh, it's like I've got all this information, and, and, and it's crazy. And, and I was like, wow. And I realized... This guy is getting the runaround, right? Here's a human being who seems to have information on the murder of two other human beings, and he's getting the runaround the way you would if, as if you were, uh, you know, at a car dealership, and you're like, "Hey, when my, when's my car gonna be ready?" Oh, uh, you, you don't worry. Three day, three day. We have. We waiting for part. We wait for part, and then three days you come. And then in three days you're like, is my car ready? You know what? We, they send wrong part. We go, we're going to reorder. You get just two more days. Two, two days. Uh, you know, you've all had the runaround, right? How many of you have had the runaround when you're trying to, uh, you're trying to give information on murder? And it was a little a little disheartening because you know you always see these murder cases, right? You always if you if you follow a high profile murder case like the Casey Anthony thing. You know, remember there was that whole thing where the the power line guy called the cops like 2 months after the little girl went missing and he goes, uh, "Yeah, I've been working the power lines here and uh yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a bag that looks suspicious, like a mile from the Anthony's house, and it it looks like there might be some bones sticking out of it, right? And they sent some cops, and the cops got mad at them. Do you remember the testimony where they belittled them, and they gave them a hard time, and they didn't really go and look, and they kind of blew them off? And there was little, uh, you know, the little girl's body sitting in the swamp, rotting. And, uh... You're just like, no, no, why would the cops blow off such information? Why would they? And then as I was standing there listening to this guy, it occurred to me, you know, the cops probably have so much stuff coming in. They probably have so many leads. They probably have so many people calling about, my dog's in a tree. And my neighbors, my neighbor poured gasoline on the edge of my driveway and yeah, listen, I got an old 1982 uh, Volkswagen Beetle and someone stole it. And, I mean, can you imagine the crap coming in all day long? So to them, they probably hear murder uh, the same way uh, a billionaire hears a million dollars. Yeah, I lost a million dollars today. Let's let's go eat. Ah, someone just came in with another murder. Uh, what do you want for off the coffee truck, huh? So I was a little uh, blown away by by that whole exchange. It just it just made me realize that, uh, you know, uh, hey, I respect the cops. I, I I respect the job that they do. But you also it also made me realize, you know, what a kind of fragile system it is. 
you know, maybe uh, I'm a bit naive, but I always thought the cops were just sitting there waiting, you know. It's like, what? You've got trouble? Thanks for calling 911. We're on our way. Cops pull up, you know. Give us everything you got. Excellent. Can you think of anything else? Are you sure? Okay, we're not missing any details, are we? All right, we're all over this one. Right? But in, <laughs> instead you get like, um, can you just can you write it down on a piece of paper? Just write down some of the details and we'll see what we can, if someone's off the coffee break. You know, actually, we're going to send you, I know you've been to Long Beach and they sent you to Santa Monica and they sent you here, but... Do you mind if we sent you downtown to to Los Angeles Central? Because from there, they could probably send you um, out to Bakersfield. And you could just look at this whole murder thing as an opportunity for you to go on a great little road trip. And we'll facilitate that. We'll just send you from place to place. It'll be like a treasure, a scavenger hunt type of thing. Make it fun. Make it fun, you know. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, uh, thing. Police force, how they operate. You know, you, obviously you gotta factor in that they get a lot of loonies. They get a lot of dead ends. They get a lot of, you know, stuff that probably doesn't pan out and they have to, they have to, d- to figure out where they want to allocate their manpower and what they want to put their energy into. But I don't know. To see a guy walk up and and be very sincere and clearly rattled and say, look, I I know of two murders. Murders. Can I sit down and talk to a detective? You'd think that door would whisk open immediately and he'd be sucked in there like as fast as you see someone get sucked out of an airplane with a hole in the side. (laughs) We got a guy with two murders out here. Open the door. (laughs) Tell us where, you know. Tell us where you were, where you saw, what you saw, how it happened. Oh, well. Life keeps going on in the big city. Hey, uh, hey, dude. Hey, hey, lady. Your, uh, your epidermis is showing. (laughs) Remember that one when you were a kid? First thing you do, you go for your fly. Ah! My epidermis! Nobody's ever seen it! It's your skin, man. For all you little kids listening to my show. Anyone eight and under. Skin. We all got it. It's like our it's like our coat. Animals have fur. We just got skin. We're like the bald species. We're all different colors. Why do we call each other different colors, huh? Black people, white people, yellow people, red people. It's all inaccurate, huh? Aren't black people mostly just a nice brown color? I mean, it's rare that a black person is really dark, dark black. They're usually a beautiful autumn brown. We should call black people browns. And us white people, we're not white. We're like a pasty pink. So we should be called pasty pink. The browns, the pasty pinks. Indian people, North American Indians, they call them red. They're not red. They're like a burnt sienna. Huh? And Oriental people, yellow. They're not yellow. They're like, 
eggshell tempura white. Everything's inaccurate. What's with the colors? They're wrong. Hey, what's up, brown? Yo, what's up, off-color pink? How you doing now, brown? Yo, I'm doing all right there, uh, off-color eggshell uh, tempura. Yeah, how you doing there, Boon Sienna? I'm doing well. Off pink, white, yellow, orange. <laughs> it's like a rainbow out there. I got mixed up. Aren't we just all people? How about just, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Are you a people? Yeah, I'm a people. Like a human, right? Yeah, I'm a human, too. What's up, people? Keep your color in your pants. Because that's where all the epidermis is. Here on the Harland Highway. Uh, And speaking of skin color, here's something that doesn't really have to do with skin color, but skin crawling. It's that Friday where I have to visit with my in-house therapist, Dr. Ascot, and this guy makes my my skin crawl. He's a creep, and I hate it, but I have to do it because the powers that be that run the podcast want their asses covered in case I say something stupid. They want to make sure that I'm not a liability, so let's get it over with. Here we go, my visit every other Friday, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Arland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Arland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. Hello, Arland. What are we doing this time? Arland, I have some very exciting news for you. Yeah, what is it? You're going to throw me out a window? You're going to run me over with a chair? You're going to pull your pants down and fart on me? Arland. Well, these are all things you've done to me. Your idea of exciting and my idea of exciting are two vastly different things. Arland, I think you'll find this exciting, Arland. (sighs) Go ahead. What is it? Arland. Yes? We've found your brother. What? We found your brother, Harland. Ah, nice try, Ascot. I don't have a brother. That's what you thought, and that's what we thought, Harland. But we did some research at a local adoption clinic, did some DNA testing, Harland, and discovered you have a brother. You're you're kidding me, right? I have four sisters, but I've never had a brother. Well, now you do, Arland. You have a 31-year-old brother who lives in Cleveland, Ohio, Arland. What? You bet this has got to be a gag, Ascot. Absolutely not, Arland. His name is Michael Charles Parsons. Wait a minute. My, that's not my name. My, that's not my family name. Of course not, Arland. He was adopted. Okay, th- what is this? I'm trying to tell you, Arland. Have you ever seen the movie Rain Man, Arland? Yeah, Rain Man with Tom Cruise and 
Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise finds out like halfway through his life that he has a brother who is like an idiot savant and yes Alan autistic is the word we like to use I'm sorry autistic well Arland this situation is very very similar Okay, you, you know what? If, if I had a brother, if I found out at this point in my life I had a brother, I would be so excited. I would be so happy, so elated. I mean, do you know what it's like having four sisters and not having a brother? I mean, I, I, would, I would have loved to have a brother. I, would, I mean, I would have loved to have had a brother because I could have had someone to play ball with and, and play with my trucks and, and, and go to the movies with and wrestle with. And, okay, Arland, I can see you're getting very excited here. Of, co- of course I'm getting excited. I, I would die to have a brother. Well, Arland, now you do. Congratulations. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Where where is he? Can I meet him? Is he I mean, this is unbelievable. Why didn't my parents ever say anything? All and they were ashamed that they had to give him up for adoption. Well, they shouldn't have been ashamed. I mean, it's just kinda weird that he's younger than me and they gave him up for adoption, and some of my sisters are younger than him. So if he kinda came in the middle, why did they give him up for adoption? All of your parents told me they gave him up for adoption because they didn't want him to ever see you, Holland. Excuse me? They were so ashamed of you that they sent the child away permanently, Holland. What, what the hell is that you're saying? Well, basically, when you were born, Holland, they realized what a skunk you were and they didn't want to expose their perfect child to a scumbag. What what is with this hurtful stuff? (laughs) Are you giggling? (laughs) No, Arland. (laughs) I hear you giggling like a little girl. (laughs) Arland, what I just did was an experiment called high anxiety mood levels and low anxiety depression levels, Holland. What the hell are you talking about? I made everything up, Holland. You have no brother. So therefore you need not get excited or be depressed that you're a skunk bag, Holland. What the hell is the matter with you? It's a new theory I'm trying out on my patients, and I thought I'd try you first, Holland. Get out of here, you moron! Unbelievable! You know, that stuff hurts! So does dropping a piano on the back of your spine, Holland. Would you like one of those? Get out of here! I also discovered you're a Siamese twin, Holland. Get out! What a bona fide knob. Guy tells me I have a long-lost brother. God. Testing out his new methods on me. Nice job, doorknob. Builds me up and tears me down. Real professional. Anyway, shake it off. Speaking of uh, building something up. Um, have you ever, uh, bought one of these kits from like Home Depot or, uh, Lowe's 
or Ikea, where you uh, you see a kit for a bunk bed or a chair or a tool shed, and they've got it all assembled, and you're like, oh, I can do that. I can build that. How hard is that? Right? And you never, ever get it right. You always end up putting something on backwards or upside down or sideways or inside out. Or you put the wrong piece on the wrong section. It's, it's, it's almost a given that if you have to put, assemble a desk or a chair, or you're always going to do something screwy and backtrack and unscrew stuff and screw it back together. So here we go. Cut to me. I bought a tool shed recently at Lowe's, okay? This thing was like, uh, I don't know, six feet by six feet or something like that. Big enough to put a lawnmower in and a bicycle and all your paint and your tools. And uh, and I'm like, oh, God, do I do I even risk it? Do I even? It's one of these build-it-yourself things with the clips and the, the bars and the screws and the walls and the panels and the ceilings. I'm like, ah, come on. I got to be able to do it right. So I get the thing loaded up, and uh, I buy it, you know, 400 bucks for the damn thing. I'm like, I'm driving home, and I'm like, what am I doing to myself? This is A, it's going to take forever. B, I'm going to screw it up. C, it's going to look crooked. It's going to be upside down. The doors will be in the wrong spot. So I get it home. I unpack it, and and then all of a sudden it's like, boom. Here's the book of instructions. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? This thing's this thing's thicker. This has more pages than a Cheesecake Factory menu. And that's a lot. Okay? So now I'm looking at all these diagrams and arrows. And, you know, they always uh, they'll, they'll uh, do a little magnification circle, right? You'll see, like, all these screws and all these boards. And then they'll... Do a little circle as if you're looking through a magnifying glass, and they'll they'll show the screw going in the hole, and you're like, oh, God, is it that bad that I need the magnification circle? Oh, and they were all over the place, right? And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to pull this off. I'll just get started and wait till I'm too frustrated and leave it, and for the next eight years I'll have half a tool shed, and people visiting will go, Dude, what 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 what's with the is that half a building over there? Was it yeah, hurricane. Excuse me? Yeah, there was a hurricane, just a small one. It just I had a tool shed there and it I built it all myself. It was perfect. And a really tiny hurricane, like a mini cane, came through and ripped just ripped three quarters of it down. There's just a couple of walls left and no ceiling. Dude, nice try. You tried to build that tool shed yourself, didn't you? And you quit halfway. Yes, busted. Uh, so here I go. I start doing it. I get the tools. I lay everything out. And, you know, I put the first piece down. I put the floor down. And I assemble the floor. And I'm like, okay, a floor is easy. I mean, it's three pieces. You slide it together. It's flat. Whoopie-doo, I did the floor. And then... Next came, like, a piece of the wall, and I was like, okay, that went in kind of easy. And then, lo and behold, the next piece, 
and the next piece and the next piece, and I'm like, whoa, half the wall's up. Wait a minute. Could somebody be a, a, a late-springing genius? Could I be someone who's been hiding his genius all these years, right? I've put up half a Rubbermaid tool shed. So uh, I keep going. I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay. Lo and behold, I get three walls up. I'm like, whoa. When's the big screw-up happen? So I keep going. I keep screwing and drilling. And all of a sudden, I have four walls up. And then all of a sudden, I have a piece of the, the ceiling up and the roof. And then I get the roof up. And then all I have left is to put on the front doors. I'm like, what's happening here? And I put the front doors on, and I closed them, and I put a little lock on it. And I built a damn tool shed. And I didn't have to go back and fix it. I didn't have to take anything apart. I didn't have to backtrack. I didn't put anything in wrong. I'll tell you what, folks. I know Christmas is a little ways away, but that's a Christmas miracle right there. I don't think that's ever happened to me. And I should win, like, a tool shed gold medal, an Olympic tool shed medal. Is there, is, there a, 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 is there a thing at the Olympics for building tool sheds? We got uh, shot put, javelin, uh, hurdles, long jump, and uh, rubber-made tool sheds. I, I, I claim the gold. Did it in record time without uh, error. So there you go. I'm, as you can see, I'm toot my own horn. I'm a little proud of myself. Um, now, if only I could get my IKEA king-size bed off the ceiling, because if I fall out of bed once more, get hit in the head with that ceiling fan, I am I'm moving to a, a youth hostel. So there you go. Uh, gold Olympic medal winner for the... Uh, Rubbermaid tool shed event. That's me. Thank you very much. No, really. Thank you. Thank you. Why are you booing? Why are you? Why is that guy at the end of the track getting ready to throw his javelin? I'm over here celebrating. Why is he throwing his javelin? Why is it coming right at me? I'm the gold medal winner for the trip. Okay, great way to end the show with a javelin through the sternum. Um, wow. Doesn't matter, I'm still the champion. Uh, and speaking of champions, you want to see a champion do some stand-up tonight? Yeah, that's right. I'm a stand-up champion. <laughs> uh, I will be in Tempe, Arizona tonight at the Improv. Come and see me. It's uh, Friday, October 14th. And then the 15th and the 16th as well. Uh, that's the Tempe Improv. Great club. Come on out. Check it out on, online at improv.com. Just hit the Tempe Club. And uh, it's in Arizona. In case you don't know where Tempe is, it's in Arizona. And then the following weekend, October 20, 21, 22, I will be at the House of Comedy uh, in Minnesota, which is in the big mall, the big uh, mall of America. Uh, so good times, good times to be had. Um, don't forget we have our Halloween, special Halloween show coming up towards the end of the month. The Harland Highway 
Halloween special. Always a treat. And uh, don't forget to check out HarlowWilliams.com. You can send your letters to HarlowWilliams.com, phone calls to 888-500-2090. And uh, you can get the Harland Highway on your cell device with Stitcher. Go to Stitcher.com and download the free uh, app. And you can hear us on the go. And speaking of go, it's time to go. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for being here, everybody. Great to have you along. Tell your friends about the Harland Highway. Let them join in on the merriment. And until next time, everybody, chicken chow main, baby. <laughs>